0: Hello, superhumans. Good to be with you again. This episode is a real treat for me as I get to speak to a dear friend of mine and get to share her wisdom with you. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. We live in a time where old paradigms are disintegrating and where it is profoundly important to heal what needs to be healed in ourselves and call forth our inner leaders. It is paramount that we look inside instead of looking outside for the one man who fixes it all or the one hero that saves the world. It is the heroine or hero within all of us that can begin the shift inside and then extend it to our planetary community. It is a time to heal and step into our full power and help others rise into their full potential too. How do we connect with and nurture our inner leader? And how can we help others become the best leaders they can be? Our guest, Jennifer K. Hill, has some profound insights on this. Jen is an evolutionary leader, conscious entrepreneur, author, speaker, and TV host. She has hosted popular shows with leading minds such as Dr. Deepak Chopra, Dr. Roland McCready, Dr. Dane here, and many other global luminaries. After selling her first company in 2018, she recently co-founded a new company in the wellness space, Om Heals, a platform that custom matches you with energy medicine practitioners from around the world who best suit your needs based on a proprietary matchmaking algorithm. Jen is also the author of 101 spiritual tools for uncertain times in the book she shares the tools she has gained from various teachers mentors and friends over the past 15 plus years of her own spiritual journey today she will share with us some of these tools that can immediately be applied and help us heal and step into our power Jen, welcome to the show. I am so, so pleased we're doing this today. I am so happy to be here, Ariana.
1: It's Since you and I first met, when was it? February of this year. I think it was just kismet. It was like we were soul sisters from another life and we just got to hug each other and reunite after centuries or decades or however long from being apart.
0: (laughs) The feeling is mutual, dear friend. It's always such a pleasure to be in your presence. You are you're a creatrix, you're a cosmic connector, you're a conscious entrepreneur, you're one of these people that enter a room and it's like the light gets switched on or brighter. And I personally feel so privileged. You are also someone who always gives more than they take. You have a really, really special place in my heart and also in my husband Clay's heart. And I would really love to start this conversation with something that we actually just now talked about before I hit record, because I think it also gives a wonderful insight or connection to who you be. And you talked about a prayer you uh, say before giving interviews or doing talks. You host a podcast yourself. And I thought it was so beautiful. So I asked you if you'd be willing to actually share this before we go into the proper interview. And you said, yes. So I'm very excited for the audience to hear what this is about. And then to actually, I would love to also engage in the prayer with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as you and Clay and I have talked about many a time, I'm a big fan of Kabbalah. I've been studying it going on about 11 years now. And for those of you who aren't familiar, it's not religious at all. It's basically, if you ever played a video game, it's how to win at that game. So right, none of us can win, whether it's a phone game or a traditional video game, you can't win at the game unless A, B, B or left gets you the coins or frees the princess or whatever the metaphor is that you want to use. However, in life, there are all these simple little techniques that we can all do. And one of which that I've learned from David Guillaume, who's one of my teachers and dear friends, is to, before you ever give a speaking engagement, before you're going to go in front of your bosses for a meeting, before you're going to go on a podcast It is so tempting to want to take energy from the audience, to be like, oh, please like me. And trust me, I've been there and I'm not always perfect at this. So I say this prayer to help ground me and to let go of my need for approval from others. And so this particular prayer is something, it's called Eliyahu. It's called, let me see here, Hetiak Eliyahu. And reciting these prayers can open your heart to spiritual wisdom. So it's a little bit of a lengthier prayer. And I just wanted to share a few words from it that are some of the most meaningful to me. And you say this prayer in ancient Aramaic or Hebrew. So a few of my favorite parts of the prayer. It says, and to yourself, there is no likeness or form inside or out. And you create the heavens and the earth and produce from the, them the sun, moon, stars, and constellations. And in the earth, trees, grasses, garden of Eden, plants, animals, fowl and fish, human beings, through them to acknowledge the high ones and how the higher ones and the and how the lower ones behave and how the lower ones recognize to attain from the higher ones. And in you, there is absolutely nobody who is knowledgeable. And besides your unification, there is no unique, no such unique unity in upper and lower ones. And it goes on to talk about how basically we are wise without known wisdom, and it's the energy of the universe. So before any time I give a speech or anything of that nature, I really say, dear God, angels, masters, guides, whatever you consider source, Gaia, whatever you consider your source of energy. And I say, please allow me to surrender my own ego and to be a channel for wisdom, Allow me to channel whatever wisdom is in the highest and best good of Ariana, the audience, humanity. And as you say this, you say, please, I only want to receive energy or light from source. Because as I was just listening to my dear friend David share in his podcast, Weekly Energy Boost, he said, Jen, or he said it to the audience. He said, when we take energy, say you have millions of followers, which many people do nowadays with social media and being influencer. If anybody pulls that attention away, then it creates kind of a hole in your ship. It creates a hole in your boat, and then you can sink. Though if we only are connected to source and to source is self, in my opinion, it's all one and the same to loving oneself, to accepting, cherishing, honoring, appreciating yourself. It is the greatest gift and will make you the sexiest partner in the whole wide world because Mm -hmm. you don't need anything from anyone. imagine if you've ever been around somebody and they're not trying to do or take or manipulate, they're just being because they love being. Then that gives you the freedom to be. And then you don't have to, it it prevents what I call accidental adversarial relationships. So that's called Petiak Eliyahu. And it's a beautiful lengthy prayer. It takes anywhere from eight to 20 minutes to say, and anytime before I record, doesn't matter how busy my day is. I drop in. I say the whole prayer in Aramaic or Hebrew, whatever it's written in. And then I just connect to the energy of, please allow there to be oneness. Open my heart up to this wisdom and let me be a channel for this wisdom.
0: Beautiful, Jen. Thank you so much for sharing that. I will also look into that. I I personally am so conscious when I feel my energy is taken I'm very sensitive to that when I feel my energy is drained and I've been working on building good boundaries so that doesn't happen as much. And it can be done consciously or subconsciously by someone. And I also want to be conscious to not take or drain energy from others. So I think this is a really beautiful tool and I'll do a deeper dive on that. You just said something interesting and that's accidental adverse. Adversary relationships. Can you explain that a little further?
1: Yeah, it was something that I used to do a lot of speaking engagements upon. And I wrote a white paper on it, my old legal recruiting company that I built and sold. And I just noticed it that people don't realize, Ariana, that they wind up with husbands and wives, coworkers, etc. We're all designed differently. And yet I look at you and actually a brilliant woman. I want to give a shout out to here, Alison Armstrong. You should definitely have her on the show. Alison, she said in this class about the queen code or celebrating men, satisfying women, something like that. It was all beautiful. She studied men and women for 30, 40 years. And she said, women treat men as hairy, misbehaving women. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, that is so genius. Though it's not a mask or just a man-woman thing. We all treat each other as though we're misbehaving. And I still get hooked by this. And that's what I call an accidental adversarial relationship. The moment we can engage in inquiry and curiosity, rather than blame, shame, guilt, what's called the drama triangle. The drama triangle is hero, victim, perpetrator. And the only access to exit the drama triangle is accountability. So mm-hmm. the moment that we stop blaming, I, I recently had what you would call like a opportunity for growth, as I like to call it, with someone I work with. And I realized as I was expressing my frustration, I said, I think that I may have contributed to this. And so I started asking some questions. And when I got to the bottom of it, I realized that there was... Ways that I could have communicated more clearly that would have had it land in a better way. And so, when we stop saying Ariana is wrong, my boss is wrong, my sister, my boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever is wrong, and then we go, "How did I play a part in this?" And what if you understand? As since we're friends, I love understanding human beings. We created an algorithm for my current company to match people. And anybody I meet, uh, this was actually really fascinating. I was just at a retreat with Deepak last weekend in Dubai. That is the
0: Deepak Chopra for the audience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Yeah, Deepak Chopra. There was a small private retreat. And one of the things that fascinates me to no end is numerology. I'm always curious. You're a nine, as in I think Clay is an eight from what I recall. And what really fascinates me is at a subconscious level, we don't even do this consciously, nor could we, I think, if we wanted to we surround ourselves with people in certain numerical patterns. And for example, in Deepak's group, I just for kicks started asking people their birthdays and it was a crowd where they were receptive to it. And over 50% of the people in the room were what was called a life path one, which seems to be correlated with seven, which is what Deepak is. Mm -hmm. And I'm fascinated to no end. And so you might like, let's say you took maybe one or two. I'm just making up arbitrary numbers right now. And one and two could be male, female, you can insert whatever label you would like there. And let's say one and two might have different perspectives on life. And if they didn't realize that one might have a slightly different perspective than two, that would create friction and create an accidental adversarial relationship. And that's where partnership and communication and the ability to create harmonious, coherent relationships comes in, is it begins by our own personal resilience, and then our ability to bring our conscious awareness to our relationships.
0: And taking responsibility and responding versus reacting, which I think also deep listening and taking just a breath before we respond to something, whether it's in word or in action, so it doesn't become merely a reaction. So this is all in a sense, also part of becoming whole as individuals or and also in our relationships. And I want to talk further about that. Before we do, though, you already mentioned a couple of things I would like to give our listeners a bit of your background because just so they know, and also because it's fascinating, you are what I like to call a renaissance woman. You've achieved so many things in your life. You've worn quite a few different hats and worn them very well. Also, in real life, I love your fashion choices. <laughs> Thank you, sister. I love yours too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you already mentioned you sold your first company and you spoke about the company that is your passion, you're calling now, and it's called Om Heels. Um, OmHeals.com is where you can find it. Can you give us a brief overview of your background, what you have been doing, what got you to this specific part of your life's path, and also the why behind your mission as an entrepreneur, as a human being, as a friend, being healing? Yeah, thank
1: you, Ariana. And so we created om com because, uh, as you said, I loved it. You said something earlier about being a cosmic connector. I'm like, I think I'm going to steal that and put that on my LinkedIn. And when I was very young, I was so unhappy. You and I were talking a little bit offline. In fact, I'll digress for a moment just to share because I think it might be relevant for the people listening. My sister and I were trading an exercise where we write down some of our flaws about one another and some of the things that we're really proud of one another or admire one another. (laughs) So as I shared, my sister wrote down, you're defensive. And I was like, I'm not defensive. That is not true. And I'm going through the rest of the list saying, that's not true. And they're like, oh, wait, I might be defensive. And that's a beautiful thing is understanding ourselves and others as human beings. The other thing my sister said, she said, I love your joy for life. Though she put on the flaw side is you can't really be that happy. And as you and I were talking about offline, I was on a call with my mother today and I said, mom, I welcome your feedback. How does it occur for you? For me, I feel happy that I'm always open to seeing something that might be in my blind spot. And my mom had shared with me, my grandfather, who was my hero, when I was two years old, had not allowed people to have feelings. It just was, you just don't do it, right? That was just the generation he came from. And so my mom said, Jenny, do you remember when you were two years old and you had your face was all scrunched up, your tears are just streaming down your face and you're saying through gritted teeth, trying to smile, I'm happy, grandpa, I'm happy, even Mm -hmm. though I was clearly not. So that really gives you a little wisdom into kind of what my early adult life was like. And this is how I came to do what I do today. I was severely depressed, Ariana. I was suicidal, tried to commit suicide three times, was bulimic between 15 to 25, and really didn't have, I didn't even know what self-love was. (laughs) It wasn't even on the screen. It was in another solar system is how far away self-love was for me in my teen years and 20s. And that led me to want to understand people. I was diagnosed later in life as being on the spectrum, high functioning. And I just felt like everybody else got a book. Ariana got a book on how to be a human being. And Clay got a book. And my mom, my dad, my sister, all my friends, everybody else got this Bible on how to be a normal, whatever that means, human being. And I figured out, I just felt so out of place and didn't understand myself or others. And that really began my journey of wanting to dive deeply so I wouldn't make mistakes. It was ironic because I used to always, I think I shared this with you over dinner one night when we were together in LA. I was always so afraid because I would inadvertently say the wrong thing. It was like an Aspian thing. I just had no filter and I didn't realize because I wasn't able to read emotional cues for probably the first 20, 30 plus years of my life that these were having a negative impact on people. So for the last 10 to 12 years, I would say, I've really deep dived into Kabbalah, spirituality, meditation, human design, gene keys, numerology, and trying to not even trying. I don't want to, be, I don't like to use the word trying. Allowing myself. I always like to replace limiting words with words that empower me. So allowing myself to go on this journey of self discovery. And the more I discovered about myself, the more I saw. Every aspect of me reflected in every other person. It's beautiful. We're all like these magnificent diamonds. So every person you meet is a facet of yourself because I love this in Kabbalah. They say any evil that you witness in the world is merely a reflection of the evil that lies hidden in your own heart. And for me, that has been my journey and my privilege and my honor. And I am a cosmic connector. So when I would meet people in my old company, which was Legal Recruiting, I would just naturally organically meet person A and meet person B and be able to intuit who matched with who. And I would train my team on how to do the same. And then fast forward, sold the company in 2018. (laughs) And this is funny. Do you mind if I digress about the... Not at all. So you might wonder, how does somebody go from legal recruiting to running an algorithmic killing company, (laughs) (laughs) matchmaking company? So the in-between was my dream coach, goalie who came referred to me by a famous actor who lived in our building in New York. And she was known for working with actors on helping them gain whatever their next role was in a dream. And so I hear about this and I'm like, gosh, I just sold my company. And after my contract with them is up, I don't know what this will look like. So I go and I reach out to Goli and God bless her. I love her. We meet in Beverly Hills, a hotel. Darling, baby. Oh, I love you. Like it's just quintessentially LA. And I love Goli. We were actually just on a phone call earlier. And she said, okay, so here's how you do. And she gives you a specific dream assignment and you write it out in a journal before you go to bed, dear inner self, show me through higher symbols. My purpose she does it very specifically crafted for you. So that night I went to bed. And I saw you write down your dreams as you sleep, or you dictate them to yourself as you wake up. And that night, Ariana, I saw many things. The one that stood out to goalie at least, was a male newscaster. And it was like this. I don't know why I was male. It was just very prim, proper guy on television. And goalie says, oh, my love, you're going to be on TV. And I said, no, I'm not going to be on TV. I'd say, I did a lot of TV in my 20s. I am not doing TV. She says, oh, my love, you'll be on TV. Just wait six months. Six months, Ariana, to the day, November 1st of that year. It was 2019. I was able to exit my contract early in a way that worked for everybody. The company is even more successful now. I was just offered a TV hosting gig with a new network called Awake TV, which had just been birthed two weeks before. Actually, no, it was bringing birth on November 11th. So it was before they even started and then offered a hosting moderating opportunity with Deepak Chopra, who i had never met before, and Don Hoffman. And through all of that, within a few months, I wound up hosting TV shows with Deepak Chopra and Don Hoffman. And then it set me on this entirely different path of getting to collaborate with different world leaders, Heart Mass, Sister Dr. Jenna, Bruce Lipton, who you've also had, who we both love, and many others. And then that in turn led me to be invited to create a matching company that matches people with holistic practitioners om mm-hmm. and And I don't even think I've shared this with you, Ariana, because we haven't talked in a little bit, but it's been working. And I also don't like to use the word but, so cancel. And we were just going through the results and it's been working so impeccably well in the 100 plus sessions we've had in beta phase that we're now developing what's called a SaaS form, which means that any company will be able to use our algorithm for dating matching, They'll be able to use it for matching dentists with the right person, therapist, and it's one line of code. So that'll be ready in the next month or two.
0: That's fantastic, Jen. I'm so
1: excited. I'm not going
0: to lie. That's Oh my goodness. And I just want to share some of my personal experience with Heals.com. You've been so generous to actually share with me and gift me to work with some of your healers when I just had times of need. And I worked with a couple of really beautiful individuals. One of them was Timothy, who is, he actually was a doc. I don't know the exact technical term, but for many decades, a doctor's uh, Physician's
1: assistant. assistant. Yeah.
0: And he just, he did a full body scan. We did it online. He actually connects via the voice to somebody's energy. And he, we go through each and every organ and parts of my body. And I actually also took. I asked him, "Is it okay if I take notes?" Because I took notes. I was really curious. And he told me things where I was like, "Okay, there's no way he could have known that." For example, (laughs) yeah, for example, sight on my left eye is not quite as good as on the right. I'm like, "Yeah, (laughs) I've been dealing with that for the last couple of years." And then a few other things that were really uncanny is not a negative word. It's just. Great part. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is amazing. And he actually also did some things where he said, you'll see, you know how you'll feel. I had a little bit, I had my appendix taken out when I was 11 years old. And in my adult life, whenever I wear high heels and stand for a little bit longer, after a while, I'll get this it's not really a sharp pain, but it's a dull tugging pain. Maybe it's just some, whatever, some scar tissue. It's just uncomfortable, and not nice. So if you're at a party with me for a few hours yeah. or somewhere, you'll see me seeking out a place to sit down. And he said, I'm also going to put, cause we talked about certain things that were bothering me, ailing me. So let me put some energy into that. And then you'll just see in the next month, if it's something changed or not. And actually just thinking about it, Yeah, I did not have that pain reoccur again. So that was really exciting. And then I had the opportunity to work with another amazing healer, Seda, who was really uh, fantastic because after a personal hard time recently, and she uh, really felt we worked on letting go certain things and clearing the chakras and energies. And I felt so much lighter of hope heart uh, right after, and it has been sustainable ever since. So really, my experiences were phenomenal. I love what you've created there. And I'd love for the audience to learn a, a bit more so when somebody decides to look into um heels, how does that work? So you go, I, of course, know it, but I'd like to hear from you.
1: So what happens is people go to own-heals.com and there's a button that says get matched. And we are so grateful to have about a hundred phenomenal practitioners around the world. I personally worked with all of them and we want to be sure that you have the best experience possible. I'm a devotee of it. I, (laughs) Ariana and I were talking beforehand. She's like, how were you in four continents like last week? And I said, my healers, I could not have adjusted to Mexico, Dubai, Portugal, and Morocco all in the same week had it not been for the extraordinary team that we have. And so what happens is you click Get Matched and there is a set of 20 questions that is a mathematical formula that is based on what I used to do in the recruiting world where I would just intuitively guess how people would work together. So it was a little bit based on my intuition. A lot of my two incredible, our founders, Moon Cho, who's a YouTube influencer, and Julian Adler, who helped me sell the last company. And so we painstakingly spent eight months coming up with the mathematical formula. So it wasn't one of those quick little buzzfeed things where, oh, you answer this and you're princess or that. There's a complicated back-end formula. And then the real secret that came out after this, so you tell us what you want. A lot of people want inner peace, clarity, physical healing is very popular. And you are already, none of this happens outside of you. All any of these healers do, they're merely a mirror. So anything you're experiencing, whether it's Timothy or Sada or any of the wonderful people we work with, what they do is they're just mirroring back to you the perfect wholeness and health that exists within you already that we just forgot that we have because of limiting beliefs and fears and trauma and so on and so forth. So you put down what you can, you tell us what sort of price point you want. We have some healers who are $30 and we have some healers who are $700 and they're all, they set their own prices. And then the, what's really fascinating that I geek out on the data, I love seeing patterns and understanding how this all works is we have found that the average person cannot tolerate more than 7 to 10% variability in any one of the categories that we mentioned. So what happens is the algorithm tells us who are Ariana or Bob or Jim or Susie or whomever's 10 best algorithmic matches and then based on the price point and what you're looking for, then you're sent them and you have a choice. You can either book one or two or all three or zero. We had one person early on last year when we started the process, she booked a session with one healer and she said, Oh my God, she was amazing. I would have bought a house from this woman after I did the session with her. And she said, you know what, though? She didn't offer me a follow-up. I was like hanging with bated breath. (laughs) And she said, I just wish she would have offered me a follow-up. I'd like to try the next person you matched me. So she did. And she was so smitten with the next person. She said, oh my God, I didn't think I could get any better after this first one. And that's really been the experience that we're having. I was just going through all of our data yesterday. And it turns out, say 120, we're early in beta. So 120 or more sessions have taken place in the last year or so, 12 months, maybe. And of those, there were nine people. This is funny. I don't know if I've shared this, Ariana, nine people who hated their sessions, hated it, horrible, (laughs) awful, et cetera. It turned out when we went back, because we didn't know how all this algorithmic stuff worked until we had a big enough data set to start to observe patterns that every single one of those nine who hated their sessions, it was because there was intolerable amounts of variability well exceeding 10% or more in each of the categories.
0: And so tell us about these variabilities. What could they be? So what
1: happens is, and I was on a phone call with some friends of mine earlier, there are so many different ways that you can look at people, right? There's Myers-Briggs, there's numerology, there's somebody was just telling me something called bank codes, I think today, disk profiling. The way our algorithm works is we match on four different areas and plus a fifth one. And we're always looking at how to improve it, how to finesse it to make it even more accurate. And let's say that we have two people and it turns out we've even noticed that teachers and students match with this or coaches and mentees. And let's say that Ariana has, let's say 11% variability from somebody in one of the categories. And let's say you got on a call, you would not be able to explain it, Ariana. And that's where the accidental adversarial relationship comes in. Mm -hmm. That You can't, especially in therapeutic, intimate, like romantic relationships, we found husbands and wives tend to match according to this as well. And it's not to say that you ever throw the baby out with a wire. Let's say you have a husband and wife and they do have 10% variability, which I have seen. And I've talked to my friends who are husbands and wives who have helped me to vet this data. And then you tell them, imagine you go your whole life and you have this blind spot, like I had mine about being defensive. The moment you bring that blind spot to the forefront, let's say a couple has 10 or 14% variability in one or more categories, It's not to say you break up, it's to say, wow, that's how you relate to the world. I wonder if I could increase by 2% or you might be able to play with 2%. You can either, if you like things way there, fine, keep it. Though oftentimes we accidentally, that's why I call it an accidental adversarial relationship, cause one another pain. And so if you can, how many of us, nobody wants to be in pain. Nobody wakes up and says, oh, I hope my spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whomever causes me pain. it's not something we want for others or for ourselves. So the question is how do you mitigate that through data? I was talking to some friends about that today of how that could even be applied in the retreat world. We all learn and we all interact with the world through a gen lens, through an Ariana lens. And the more we can quantify that, the greater our ability to create harmonious, coherent relationships.
0: This is really fascinating, Jen. And I think there's, quite a few different levels where you are actually revolutionizing or evolutionizing.
1: I love that. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant.
0: (laughs) So you're evolutionizing healthcare and wellness. And one, of course, is connecting individuals with healers who work energetically and providing a platform where you can connect to global healers. And the other is also this this algorithm where it's about matching ideally suited patients with the ideally suited practitioner. Uh, I would like to get your take, your perspective on the status quo of the healthcare industry and why what we're doing now is not working for so many patients and also so many providers.
1: Beautiful question, Ariana. It's very apropos right now, given that I just came from this retreat at Deepak. And there were two famous doctors there who were experts on longevity, which that in and of itself was like, oh my gosh, mind blowing. And I remember I was having dinner with both of them separately on different nights. And they said, Jen, what people don't understand about doctors is that we are trained for eight years to treat disease. We are not trained to help people be healthy to begin with, we are taught that God, one doctor was, I think we doctor, if I'm not mistaken, is like, I'm taught how to go in and save somebody's limb if they're bleeding or treat cancer or treat whatever it might be, though our system has not evolved. And I am a huge fan. I need to put this caveat in here. I love medical doctors. One of the doctors, Dr. Rakesh Suri, who you should have on here, brilliant man, is part of a new group called Fountain Life, which is backed by Tony Robbins and others, And he started his talk by saying, how many of you in here go for an annual physical? I raised my hand. And he said, how many of you are happy with your annual physical? And I was like one of three people in the room who raised my hand. And so Rakesh and I were talking about this afterwards. I said, Rakesh, the reason that I love and I'm so such a devotee is I'm friends with my doctors. I just intuitively, every doctor I've ever had becomes a personal friend of mine. And so I trust them. And it's not, so for me, it's not about poo-pooing Western medicine. I love both. I think that's the problem with so many things in life. We throw the baby out with the bathwater. We think, oh, Western medicine is bad or, oh, energy medicine is wrong or invalid, whatever it is. And I think that if we can learn to play in that beautiful middle ground and that gray space, Mm -hmm. the integration, that is the piece that I think needs not needs to, I don't like to use the word need, has the opportunity, when that comes in and when you can see that they don't have to work against each other. There was a veteran who we were gifting many sessions to veterans. If anybody does have a veteran out there who would like energy healing, we have resources. And there's also a great website called the WBI.org that offers free energy healings for people. So totally free, can't recommend it enough. And I say this because a veteran came and used one of our healers last year. And he said, Jen, I want you to know for 30 years, I've been in anger management, treatment, traditional therapy, et cetera. He said, my one hour session did more for me than 30 years. And so it's a beautiful and both. It's yes, there is traditional therapy. There is traditional medicine. Because sometimes, despite the best healers in the world, there might be physical things like a vitamin D deficiency that maybe a healer can't tell, or a physical, one of my friends, Kimberly Meredith is mind-blowing. Look up, you have to have Kimberly Meredith on the show. She has a book called Awakening to the Fifth Dimension. Mm -hmm. And she was, she's a medical intuitive and medium. And she was doing reading for somebody one time on a show. And she said to the woman, you need to get your heart checked. And the woman got so offended. She said, no, this woman is a, what did she call her? Like a fraud, basically. She's this woman is a fraud. Kimberly is full of it. And three weeks after that, she told her husband or he was on the show with her, I don't remember. And she told her husband, I just have this feeling. I don't believe in what this woman said at all. I think she was a fraud. Though I still think I should go get my heart checked just because, just so it's not nagging me in the back of my mind. And she goes and gets her heart checked and is immediately taken in for triple bypass surgery and is on the verge of death. Had Mm -hmm. she not gone in at that moment, she might not have lived another day. So there are things that modern medicine, like what Dr. Suri is doing at Fountain Life is amazing. Like he was showing us pictures of, heart disease and heart death is one of the largest reasons that people die. They now have ways that they can actually see exactly what arteries have cholesterol and plaque and which ones are there and find solutions for it. So I was telling Clay about it the other day and offered to connect you guys. So it's both. You have the Kimberly Merediths and the Sadas and the Timothys of the world who might be able to pick up something that you might not be able to see. And then you have traditional modern science. And if we could stop resisting one another and fighting I think that it's not a medicine thing. It's a life thing. It's all of us fighting because we think that we're right or we're being defensive. Obviously, point in case, it's something that I need to work on myself.
0: Yes, thank you for your insight, Jen. And that resonates so much with me as well. When we look at the health industry as it is now, and of course, one major thing in order to need to if we want to improve or change the industry, is opening up to both sides, not condemning the Western model, not condemning other models that are preventative, energetic, holistic, integrative. What are some other things that we have the opportunity to change and also connected to that what are some of the obstacles we may be facing and would be good to be aware of
1: yeah there was an article i think i was just interviewed on five reasons that the wellness and healthcare interview or industry needs to be disrupted so let me go to there was one that i was just drawing in When we're talking about wellness, one of the big issues, as I mentioned, I'm grateful. Dr. Mao is a friend of mine. Miguel, my doctor here in Portugal, is a friend. I think that people don't feel safe. I think that's one of the biggest issues with therapists and with doctors. It's just an energetic misalignment. Maybe somebody had a trauma. And I think until we start doing work, there was brilliant feedback on this too, doing work on teaching people how to parent. You and I both know Bruce Lipton, and I was with him. I got to be with him two weekends in a row. And he said, you know, what if from an early age, so many of the ailments that we face as adults are related to, for example, two-year-old me. I'm happy, Grandpa. God knows what what that's done to me physically. And I didn't even remember it until my mother told me about it today. So one thing that Bruce is an advocate of, and I think you and I can agree on, is teaching people, how do you support parents? Because if children up to the age of seven are in a state of hypnosis or theta, then how do we help support parents? So that way they have the time to support the children. And how do we support the parents with their own well-being? So many of us don't love ourselves. We don't like our parents. We don't like our bosses, our family, whomever. And so I think all of this embitterment is really at the root of anything that you want to talk about that's disrupting us in the world right now, healthcare, politics, education, financial stuff. It's this embittered sense of you're wrong and I'm right. And until we can shift that limiting belief at a global level, not just at the California or Portugal or whatever, pick a country, it's really It does begin with the individual. It really does. Mm -hmm. Some of us, some of you out there listening might feel daunted. Jen and Ariana just basically told us we're doomed, right? What's amazing is no, you're not doomed. You are the answer. So many of us think, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm a jerk to my neighbor or yell at my spouse or my child or whatever it is, but we're not taught differently. One of my dear friends I've had for many years, I won't say her name for privacy purposes, But she is African-American, grew up in an African-American family. And she told me that, Jen, until I was working with my therapist, I didn't realize I shouldn't yell at my kids. Just three beautiful kids. Mm -hmm. And she said, I didn't know because that's how I was brought up, is that my parents would yell at me. And this is just one example, because as I think of this friend, I remember being so struck that culturally for her, She had been told like, this is how you interact. Like you show love by yelling and screaming at one another. Yet we, as we now know on a psychological and physical level that manifests as ailments showing up in the body because of increased stress. And so many of us are not taught how to become resilient. One of my other passions is heart math. I am so grateful to get to collaborate with them on the global coherence pulse and to have done a lot of work with them and be a heart math trainer and coach And I remember, Ariana, it was when I was doing, started off doing TV stuff in 2020, I think it was May of 2020, I had the honor of hosting a five-part series with one of the head scientists, Dr. Roland McCready, who you should definitely interview if you haven't interviewed him, brilliant man, and the first responders during COVID. Oh, Ariana, it broke my heart. Like here we would be, we'd be doing these shows that would sometimes be an hour and a half with the head nurse, the leading nurse, the leading doctor at at the hospitals where patients couldn't say goodbye to their family members and they would tell us what it was like to be holding an iPad with a family member who's just outside the door, just outside the hospital and couldn't be seen. And the question is, how do people do that with heart math? And similar, there are so many wonderful techniques out there. Heart math is just the one I'm referencing. They teach people how to create heart brain coherence to police officers, Navy SEALs, veterans, firefighters, nurses, doctors, because we don't realize, I forget if it was Bruce or Greg or Deepak, one of them recently somewhere I was, I think it was Greg, Braden, was sharing that our bodies are amazing. They are magical, miraculous things. So when we go into fight, flight, freeze, whatever it is, our body goes into a stress state and it actually sends all the blood to our arms and legs. Got to love evolution. This is over thousands of years of evolution. We are no longer being chased by tigers, but years ago that's what, how we evolved is, Oh God, there's a tiger and it drains all the blood. And so number one, it suppresses the immune system mm-hmm. Two. It draws the blood away from the organs. And three, it actually causes us to go into our amygdala and lose the power of our prefrontal cortex. When we do all this, we make stupider choices. And I don't even want to use the word stupid, that's harsh. We make choices that might cause us or other people harm or that we might regret later. So, cancel, cancel. I don't want to say that. So, then as you look into this work and as you look into how do you combat that, our body was designed to run from a tiger for 20 minutes. We are perpetually in these states of ex- excitable stress or tension that last days, months, and decades. And so doing work like heart-focused breathing, which math, you can find so many beautiful videos online from totally free. And it's how we switch our body from being that fight or flight state back into a more resilient state so we can have healthier relationships. So that way we have less health ailments, all beautifully tied together and correlated.
0: 100%, Jen. And there's things that are simple, maybe sometimes not easy if you're not used to working with modalities that can help heal yourself and calm yourself. So patience is also a key, but simple things like certain breathing techniques. And once you experience it, and once you experience how your entire system can just relax and with that, also your outlook on the world becomes slightly shifted. There's so many things we can do that don't cost anything money wise. They're available for us. The power to heal truly resides within us. And it's also what I love what you said about the, wonderful healers you are working with and offering to connect with via ohm Heals. This, this self-healing has also been a big part of my own journey. I see the shifts that have happened in myself, also other friends who have just decided they're going to step on that path. And I think it's so vital to put healing front and center, instead of all this work geared in our culture to do, exhaust ourselves and work this, learn this, do this, we're relaxing into our beings and healings often gets put completely to the side. And I think now more than ever, we are called to do this beautiful transformative work, this healing work, also because we're witnessing right now these old paradigms, these old hierarchical systems that have been imposed on the human psyche for so long, they're crumbling. And I think I feel it's a time where it's really important for each and every one of us to step into our power to call upon our inner leaders and shift away from this model where we've learned, oh, this one man will fix it all or the one lone hero that saves the world. I believe it's the heroine or the hero inside all of us. The shift that we can make happen within ourselves and then extend it to the rest of this beautiful planetary community that we're living in and not setting ourselves above others, but actually to looking to link arms with other leaders and help others also to raise their inner leader. What I'd like to know from you is first, there's, of course, a lot of unlearning we have to do, taking responsibility. You mentioned it before. So taking responsibility for our thoughts, for our emotions, for how we treat ourselves, Once we let go of these layers of I'm not enough, I'm just one person, I can't change anything, all that stuff that's just been, in a sense, put on us. And especially when we're little, we don't learn to defend ourselves. We just don't have the tools, especially if our parents weren't given the tools either. But so long story, short question, how can we begin to connect with our own inner leader?
1: It makes me think, Ariana, of a tool. Actually, it's funny, a metaphor that I like to use around tools. Do you know who Batman is, right?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) One of my favorite things, when we did the launch of Om Heals earlier this year, we did something called healing from the inside out. And the analogy I love to use is Batman. Batman is a superhero. What nobody ever thinks about really or talks about, he's not superhuman. He doesn't have superhuman strength like Superman or magical, what is it Whip that Wonder Woman has, or all these wonderful things that the rest of the superheroes have superpowers. Batman has a tool belt. He has his nifty gadgets and his tools. And I think that what is going to make us, as we evolve together, is we're evolving together as humanity to be able to be successful is to empower ourselves with our tools. So that way we have tools in our proverbial tool belt. So the next time we find ourselves falling off a physical or metaphorical cliff, we have the tools necessary to rebuild ourselves, to grab onto that ledge, whatever the ledge, whether it's an idea, a person, it really comes down to how are you supporting yourself? It's easy out there to say, oh, it's hard, it's not fair. You can spend, we can, and I say we, because I've spent my life, I used to be victimized a lot, depressed, Mm -hmm. unhappy, and the world was against me. Or you can begin to learn, learn from podcasts, learn from techniques like heart math, find whoever your teachers are and go out there and learn. I think we should all have people who are challenging us to grow. And there isn't a single great leader that I've ever had the privilege of knowing or meeting who doesn't have their own coaches, mentors, teachers, systems, rituals. Deepak was sharing last weekend at the retreat, and I resonate with this wholeheartedly as well as my dear friend, Arthur Samuel Joseph, who you've had on the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm very ritualistic. I get up, Mariana, and it doesn't matter what time I go to bed. doesn't matter where in the world I am. I pray. I meditate. I journal. I make a gratitude list. And I really go and I do inner child work every single day without fail and then every night before I go to bed I look at how could I have lived today better what am I proud of myself for what are a couple of things I'm grateful for and as my friend Dr. Todd of Akedis, who I, if I haven't connected you brilliant guy I should introduce you to taught me actually almost one year ago exactly he said Jen that's a great way to end your night and I would like you to add three more things write down every night before you go to bed the moments of awe, synchronicity, and miracles. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you do this, you are going to retrain your brain in order to look for the awe, synchronicity, and miracles. And that led me to, and again, these are all simple tools. These are all rituals, which is what Deepak shared. Deepak said, every day, this doesn't matter where in the world I am, I have these rituals. Arthur says the same. I get up, I pray, I meditate. And sometimes, as Deepak pointed out, you do have to be flexible. Sometimes there might be something where maybe you do a shorter or you mm-hmm. amend it slightly. So you do have this opportunity to be flexible. Though the more that we can become superhuman, which I know is everything that your podcast is about, how do we connect to being superhuman By connecting to our own super tools and getting our own bat belt, (laughs) metaphorical bat belt, (laughs) and figure out what rituals were all designed differently. For you, it might be dancing. For somebody else, it might be running. For somebody else, it might be golf. So it's not that Mm -hmm. Jen or Deepak or Arthur's prescription of meditation prayers, right? You get to explore, though most of us live our lives reactively, reacting to people and circumstances, rather than going internal and saying, huh. I noticed I need to move my body for some people just working out in general. And until you discover that for yourself, then you might live your life out of flow. And when you're in a flow state, you do become superhuman. People say, how do you do it? How do you go here and there and around the world and still honor yourself? I feel more energized than people who probably haven't traveled for 12 months, despite COVID and everything else happening. It's because, A, I take care of myself. I saw my osteopath today. You see my massage therapist. There are always ways and there are free ways. If you don't have money, again, the WBI.org is wonderful. There's another one called Heal Team 6. I have not validated them. Hold on. I'll pull up the website. Mm -hmm. Here we go. It's called Heal Team 6. I think it's a Joe Dispenza group. I'll Google it. Heal Team. And you can also book there. It's HT6.org is their website. So for me, it's not OM-HEALS is one of many tools. I, it makes no difference Mariana. There's so much abundance in the universe. I get people who sometimes will say, oh, I took your matching quiz and I, I just can't afford it. And I said, please go to these other places. There are always ways. If that was my tip of the day is I'm doing these 365 tips a day and there's always a solution. Though sometimes we are so fixated with our blinders on of only seeing the pain that we're in that even when people try to offer us solutions, our head is in the ground like an ostrich or our blinders are on and we can't receive it. So that would be yes. my recommendation to great leadership.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, Jen. And I, I think you hit it spot on with the, I've certainly been there myself when you're in this, these pain loops or trauma loops and you just can't see anything but the thing that you're dealing with. And there are certain things that can Take us out of that state. And sometimes we just need a little bit of a state change. And it can be achieved by things that you do physically, things that you do mentally. And sometimes it's just that little crack that we need while we're running around in this wheel of negativity that little crack that lets in the light. And you've shared some really beautiful practices before, and there's one practice that if you could expound upon, because I think it's so marvelous, and that I think is something that you do every evening where you uh, write about the miracles that you intend to receive and also recognize the next day or the next week or month. Can you speak to that, please, Jen?
1: Yeah. So kudos again to Dr. Todd. I always want to give credit where credit's due. So this came out of Dr. Todd sharing with me to look for the miracles.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: fast forward at first, you're like, what is he talking about? Look for the miracles. What are miracles? You have this nagging voice in your head. That's like miracle. What's a miracle. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm going to play the game. So it was early December last year. And one day I woke up, I was in LA and I set my intentions. It's one of my practices. 95% of the time I set Daily intentions, weekly intentions, monthly intentions, and annual intentions. It could be ontological intentions. I want to be happy. I wanna, I wanna be thoughtful and connected, whatever it is, or it could be physical things. I want to complete XYZ task. So this particular day, I was like, you know, I wonder what it would be like if I actually said that I'm intending to receive 10 or more miracles. So that morning I'm writing my intentions, I read it on my notes on my phone, and I wrote 10 though unfortunately or fortunately, my finger slipped and I wrote 19. So instead of saying 10 or more miracles, I wrote 19. And I was like, wait a second. If the universe wants to give me nine extra miracles, who am I to deny the universe the pleasure? (laughs) And here's the secret, by the way, with identifying miracles, ask for the wisdom to appreciate and acknowledge the miracles. 99% 99% of us are unconscious to the miracles that take place. Einstein has that great quote you can either look at everything as a miracle or nothing as a miracle. Now, do I look at, okay, I have a cup of water here, that's a miracle? You could look at it like that. I do delineate sometimes to things that are a little bit out of the ordinary that don't happen on a regular basis. For me, that's how I personally define what I consider miraculous. It's not, if things were to go the way they're normally going, it might not necessarily happen that way. So that particular day, I write this down by 8.39 AM. I had 10 miracles, like huge ones too, not just small ones. I was staying in LA and I was going to go stay at this fabulous five-star hotel on the beach shutters. And I, my check-in was at three or four o'clock that day. So I called Shutters, one of the first miracles. I said, guys, any chance I was checking out of an Airbnb, any chance I could check in maybe at one or two. And they said, Oh, Miss Hill, yes. Oh, your suite is already ready. And actually you can come right now at 8:39 a.m. And I was like, oh my God, it was like a beautiful sunny day. My favorite restaurant in LA had a table. One of my best friends happened to be free that night and could join me for dinner. Literally, these were all just to give you examples. Little ones. And so now every month I set the intention to receive 500 or more miracles and I write them down throughout the day as I notice them before bed. And I just really bring attention and awareness. And I'm so grateful, Ariana, like literally miracles rain down upon me wherever I go. And I wish I could give this gift of seeing miracles to everyone and just takes being open.
0: Wonderful, Jen. And you have, you do something regularly that I absolutely adore. And that is, you, you'll do it in posts on social media or you'll tell a story about something. And when something beautiful happens, it could be a gorgeous sunset, it could be a wonderful shared meal with a friend. I mean, anything. And you ask the universe, basically put it out there, how can it get any better than this?
1: Oh my gosh. Wild story. Kudos again to Gary Douglas. Always want to credit the source. So July of 2017, I had been doing my own podcast for a few years called Get Yourself the Job. And I was so fortunate to get to interview brilliant thought leaders of which Gary Douglas, who was co-founder of Access Consciousness, was one of them didn't know much about it. Gary was a colorful guy. If you go back and listen to the interview, know it's colorful. (laughs) And so one of the things Gary says is he said, Jen, in my access consciousness classes, I think they're in 136 countries around the world. Amazing. The work they're doing. He said, I teach people to play this game called how does it get better than this? Every time something a little bit good happens, you say out loud, how does it get any better than this? Mm -hmm. So Gary shared with me a story that particular day. And he said, Jen, there was, I'll give you a great story. There was a person who was in my class, a woman in New York, and she had just started playing this game and she just walked out of my conference. And so as she walks out, it's a hot New York day. It's muggy. It's summertime. And she starts walking down the street. First, she comes upon a dirty dime on a New York street. So who does this, right? Instead of walking past it, she yelps with delight. How does a gay bear in this? Puts the dime in her pocket. So the woman continues walking a bit longer, and then she comes across, of all things, like a $10 bill, a little bit past that. And then all of a sudden, she's like, how does it get better than this? Mm -hmm. Now she's, oh gosh, now I'm going to go take the subway. It's hot. It's gross. And then it dawns on her, wait, I now have $10. I bet I could get a taxi. So she puts her hand up and right away, taxi. How does it get better than this? The taxi is dropping her in front of her house. And as she gets out, she looks in the gutter and there is a diamond tennis bracelet around (laughs) with nobody to claim it. How does a game wear in this? So I say this because when that happened and when Gary shared this with me, I think it was the last episode of July, 2017, I started playing that game every day. And I still, I wish I could go back to being as diligent because I play it often, but not as often as I was playing it then. I was really just aware of like, how does it get any better than this? And I was teaching my friends and we memed it and we saved it as memes on our screensaver on our phone. And so every day for 30 days straight, I just said, how does it get better this over and over? And what you're doing is you're redirecting your brain, again, from a neuroscience standpoint of the 130 to 150 bits of conscious information out of the billions we're exposed to. Every moment, billions of bits of information bombard us. But at a conscious level, we're only paying attention to say 130 different scientists say different things. But what we're doing is we're retraining our brain to pay attention to the 130 bits of information that are going to reinforce how it can get better. And at the end of those 30 days, I had somebody offer to buy my company out of the blue, completely cold out of the blue. Hey, like LinkedIn, you see what you're doing. We'd like to buy your company. I was like, how does it get better than this? Okay. <laughs>
0: Oh, fantastic, Jen. I just, you know, that. And I just love what you're about. I love what you're putting forth in the world as your offerings and consciousness. Of course, this is something we talk about often when we do have the pleasure to get together. You also have a beautiful podcast uh, regarding consciousness that I highly recommend you talk to absolutely fascinating people in that realm, true leaders. And For people who'd like to connect with you or learn more about what you do, about all your offerings, obviously there's omheals.com. There's your podcast regarding consciousness. Where else can they learn more, absorb more from you and how can they reach you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if any, I'll give your listeners a coupon code if you'd like. So for omheals, it's O M. Dash heels.com. If you use the coupon twenty two zero new you'll get 20% off your first session. So if anybody wants to do that, it's also free to see who you match with. You can go online and be like, oh, who do I match with just for fun and see who your matches are. Otherwise, my other big company that I use for consulting and speaking and different services that I do is Meta, M-E-T-A, bizix B-I-Z-I-C-S. So it's a play on metaphysics. It's mm-hmm. metaphysics.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's a good place where you'll find the podcast on there, an interview I did with Deepak Chopra. And I'm just grateful. I wish every one of you out there, wherever you're listening in from, may you experience 19 or more miracles in the next 24 hours. And may you have the wisdom to recognize and appreciate them and to continue doing it for the rest of your life.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, Jen. How does it get any better than this? How does it get any better than this? (laughs) Thank you for coming on the podcast today. It's always such a pleasure to be in your presence and I can't wait to do it in person again and sharing some delicious treats and food for the mind and spirit and the body. Much, much love and gratitude to you. Superhumanize. Accelerated Evolution.